my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Chris... <laughs> What are we going to review this week? Well, our good friend, and we alluded to this last week, Mr. John Hammond, the man who brought us, what was it, for your high only to name, (laughs) (laughs) was unbelievable, has pulled another B-movie gem out of it. And we've got a question, how the fuck he even came across this movie, Dave? But we'll get into that in a minute. So we're going back to 1987, and we're watching Hard Ticket to Hawaii, my friend. So I have no background, but I think we need to talk about the origins of where John Hammond came across this, Dave. So what about yourself? I don't know, Chris. I bet plenty of people have come across this. (laughs) I'm gutted. I didn't come across it, Dave. (laughs) Me. You know what? We have covered some movies, like... The Room, like Samurai Cop, and we say, you know what? This is borderline pornography, soft porn. This is not borderline. (laughs) 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 This is over the line. So, Christ, I have not seen this, never heard of it. Um, I do know John, you know, John and Max and that, they like to watch quite a lot of these B-movies, so movies I've often never heard of or whatever. And, you know, you could tell John was cooking up something special uh, for this one. But, yeah, so I I don't know. It feels familiar because it's got that kind of Hawaii 5.0, you know, A-team kind of vibe. But, you know, I'd never seen this. And, Chris, I know... You, you've said this a few times in the last few weeks. Actually, you'd have, you'd have uh, had this in your regular rotation. Is is the polite way of saying it? But I tell you what, I would have as well. There's no fucking doubt in my mind. If I could have got my hands on this in the sort of late eighties, early nineties, my god, that VHS tape would have took a pound in. <laughs> stars three fucking playboy playmates that's all you need to know now look i was partial to the free 10 minutes dave on the fucking babe station the playboy channels everything years ago on sky now years ago years ago dave yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash the, um, I won't say it, but flash, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> told that story. But, uh, and you would get like little snippets of these movies, Dave. Now, this is right out of the Playboy Channel movies, definitely. Like, honestly, it, it is right out of there, 101. Unbelievable. I've never heard of it. The thing is, I've been thinking about this, thinking, how the hell have I never heard of this? But the, the thing was, when I rented videos, 87, so I'll say, you know, my street box, 1990. I was going to video shop my fucking granddad. I'm 12 years old. I probably never had a fucking wet dream at that point, Dave. So the, I was probably completely oblivious to what was going on properly. But it passed me by. The only way I would have come across this is if I'd, I'd seen it or someone had said it's on the Playboy Channel or something because 
It is fucking a B movie of the highest standards. And I'll tell you now, Dave, I'll, I'll, when we get into it in a minute, we're talking about the movie, the movie, but it's dodgy as fuck watching this because you've literally got to make sure there's no one in the house. Now I'm lucky enough that I've got a detached house. There's no one next to me. There isn't like fucking sex noises, like the fucking room and that, but Jordan comes in from work and I'm thinking for fucking the love of God, please do not walk in. You know what I mean? You don't mind having a fucking danger wank with your pants down. Well, I don't want my daughter to see me with my fucking pants around my ankles, but at least, you know, there's intention behind you watching some porn. This is part of the movie. It is softcore. Chris Phelps, RTL, Tootie Fruity, Friday night, listening for the creaking floorboards, wanking myself, silly Dave. This is right in my wheelhouse, my friend. I'm agree with you. The fucking video would have ended up like a black and white video. (laughs) I'd have been pressing that tracking button on the VHS because it would have been going crazy. It'd have been stuck at the same fucking bits over and over. What a film. (laughs) You'd been doing the old (laughs) press-ups. Hell of a game, hell of a game. Fifty. Fifty one, yeah. Fuck oh. I'll tell you now, John has picked out an absolute fucking classic, Dave, hasn't he? Unbelievable. <laughs> so my house, right, where the the way the telly is positioned, if you're if you're the postman or something, you walking up to the door, you can see what's on the telly. So it's very rare that I have to draw the fucking blinds. Like, <laughs> like, I don't want anyone like, is your Amazon delivery? Oh, maybe I'll just leave it here and, and drop him an email. Private <laughs> time. <laughs> you having a bit of a private moment there, Dave. Bit of me time. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. So I, I haven't done that. Even with like the room and stuff, it's only on screen for a, a moment. And I tell you what, I, I didn't know what I was getting into here. Straight away, you know, the first line in the movie is uh, something like, well, I know how I can use my body temperature. And the way the music's going, I'm like, aye, aye, I recognize this. (laughs) (laughs) It's nonsense, isn't it? It comes off straight away. Look, I don't know how we're gonna we're gonna say this before it's a correct day, but there's chesticles all over the place here, shall we say. There is fucking breasts. Boobs, knockers, whatever you want to call them. I'm not using the T word. Knockers. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. You're fucking carry on, movies. <laughs> but it is literally boob central in it. Now, there, it's. Unbelievable. Like they say, there's a, vi- there's a version on YouTube. Do not watch that version. That is like an episode of the fucking A-Team. You have to watch the full <laughs> organic version. But I couldn't believe it because the lines are terrible. And it's literally at any moment these girls are getting them out, aren't they, Dave? And I've got to say, some of the... And I'm, I'm, <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for it, but what I'm yeah. trying to say is there is some of the finest on-screen boobs we've ever seen, Dave. That's all I'll say. Unfucking believable. They've definitely vetted them. There's some fucking Jimmy Savile stuff going on here, and they can I just have a look at them, please? You know, one of them. It's unbelievable. Oh, fuck me. There is some dodgy casting couch. Oh stuff going my on god! Here, so. I'm telling you. I'm t- and the music. <laughs> you say about the music. Yeah, he's proper eighties porno, but it's also there was loads of things sound like No Trick No Surrender. I know we say <laughs> we mentioned it every episode, but the, he sounded like the musical score from the third one at times, Dave. It you know, did. It, it did. did. Honestly, it's that, 
It definitely could be placed in No Retreat, No Surrender 3, I think. So. Oh, it's fucking oh. brilliant. So anyway, shall we get into our trailer? I cannot fucking wait. Let's go. Hard ticket to Hawaii. It has it all. The awesome, pristine beauty of the land. The warm caress of perfect beaches. The tantalizing wetness of the blue Pacific. Hawaii. It's a great place to visit. But you wouldn't want to die there. Four of America's finest ready and willing to pay the price for paradise. Ah. They're undercover, but not under-equipped. On this mission, there's hard flying, hard playing, hard fighting. Agents are everywhere. It's a hard ticket to Hawaii. Now, Chris, I suspect we aren't going to be discussing the plot that much, but for what it's worth, I'll kick off into it. Two drug enforcement agents are killed on a private Hawaiian island. Donna and Tarin, two operatives for the agency, accidentally intercept a delivery of diamonds intended for a drug lord who takes exception and tries to get them back. Now, Chris... What do you reckon to the opening of this movie? And I think I know a couple of things that you might point out. <laughs> well, we've already alluded to them before the trailer, but like I say, it doesn't take much. Everyone is fucking thirsty, Dave. Everyone wants a bit of fucking action. Man, woman, doesn't matter. Everyone's in it. But what's really strange about this movie is I would say, and this is the Chris Phelps tagline for the DVD and oh, the VHS, John Hammond would say, it is basically the A-Team with double Ds. That's all it is. It's an episode of the A-Team. It's fucking, the A-Team has better acting by far and, and literally close off everything. As soon as it starts, it, everyone's just in a bikini. Even the, I mean, the guy's got a suspect pair of fucking trunks on, Dave. They look like he's got a pair of women's fucking uh, G-string on. That guy's <laughs> looks more revealing than the woman's. It's fucking weird, but as soon as it started, I was like, oh, fuck me, we are on here. We are on. I mean, the trailer we played last week was amazing, but this was, I didn't expect it to be like this. This was just unbelievable. The nostalgia for me, and you've kind of alluded to it before, is flicking through <laughs> the channels and being able to being able to have like a radar for when you know there's nothing necessarily on screen at the time that's revealing, but there are certain notes that that you can hear yes. if you like, you know, from the music, from the dialogue, and like I say, the first first line about him, him and his body heat and whatever, but then it's about a minute after that 
she's got like a towel on and she's like, get a load of these or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, aye, aye. Literally in the first couple of minutes of the movie, and it's like, oh, right, okay. You know, it's one of these, is it? <laughs> but I, I've got to pull out this line here. It's it's Donna, and she's talking to Taryn, and she says, Taryn, we need to figure out what just happened. Let's head along and hit the jacuzzi. Yes. The best thinking there. Yes. <laughs> With no clothes on. The fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's just both out there, no tops on or anything. It's like, fuck me. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. And when, when we get past that first bit, right, so you've got the 80s cheese and... You're still trying to work out what's going on with these women and that. And obviously they like this special forces thing. But when they actually get the diamonds and they fall and drop from the sky and these two henchmen are there and one of them is a little stumpy guy, looks like a fucking extra from Super Mario or something. And he fucking goes, freeze! And he's about fucking two feet away from her. And then they just end up in this massive chase. And, and it's just unbelievable, Dave. And then they, then it's like, um, it says... Uh, all of a sudden, one of them goes, let's get out of here. And they get in this plane. I've never seen a plane take off so quickly. <laughs> they give the two guys a kick in. They hit the deck and the girls are like, let's get out of here. They run to the plane and they use this plane, this like propeller plane, like it's a car. It's parts wherever they are in the movie. And they take off. There's no runway of fuck all. This plane is in the end. The guy's like, damn, they've got away. But they've actually only got one bag of diamonds, there's another bag in the, which is left in the reeds, but you've also got this subplot of this snake, which is like snakes oh on a plane. It is. It's weird. It's like, it's almost like a horror movie. There's some bits with the snake. Like, it just fucking savages these this couple that are on the beach th throwing the frisbee around. I tell you what, this, <laughs> the way these guys are throwing frisbees around, it, it's just like the room when yeah. they're throwing footballs around constantly, it's like, why are you playing fucking Frisbee again? <laughs> and they've got, I mean, there was this weird sort of subplot, wasn't there, with, well, I don't know, everything was a subplot here, but you've got these two coppers who get mercilessly killed in the at the start there. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and, and when, he, when the guy's playing Frisbee, he just swaps out one frisbee for one that's that's laced with fucking razor blades <laughs> and he's like this is for the molokai cops <laughs> and then it sort of sticks in his neck and it's you've got this fake blood flashing everywhere so chris it was great <laughs> yeah, i'm not gonna disagree i've picked out some of the best some of the dialogue and this is some of the best dialogue i've ever seen so we have this little again like you say it's just subplot after subplot we've got this bar aren't they where they're all in all the girls are there part of this team this load of blokes american footballers they're sort of doing this like running commentary thing aren't they on the island of hawaii and the, the, they're all getting off of each other but there's a creepy guy who comes over talking to him, right? And he's a proper sleazebag. And one of the girls says something, he goes, hey. And he's talking about weed and that's what when he goes, you can eat my joint anytime. And I'm just like, what the fuck I is thought, this? I thought you was going to say, there, there's, there's this fat old guy. And he's all over molesting this fucking woman. And she's like, you practically raped me last night. And he's like, yeah, but that was last night, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> and, and, and I was like, he spat my fucking drink out. I'm like, 
what the fuck? And then he still carries on and whatever. And then there's a, there's a waitress who comes up in a little bikini top, and he's like, uh, I'll have a pair of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. This was written. I, I mean, it wasn't actually written by Jimmy Savile, but it fucking should have been. Um, it, it was written by an, an, uh, Andy Sidaris. Yes. I, know, I think he, he does like to cast his old Playboy models there. And, <laughs> you know, there is no, there's no subtlety to this at all. It's just he knows what his audience is, you know, oh. and, and he's just <laughs> balls to the wall, gone for it. Well, you do know that there's a fucking sequel to this, Dave, and we're going to be watching it called P- Picasso's Trigger, which has got the same women in it from the year after. <laughs> well, you know, I was looking because they, there was a there was a poster on the wall of Malibu Malibu Express. Yes, and there was. Basically, I, I thought, well, that looks quite well done, you know, considering everything else in the movie is really cheapo. And so I looked up, and I, it is a movie from 85, Malibu Express as well. So, you know, again, it looks like pretty much the same as our <laughs> ticket to Hawaii. But I think basically these things are, are kind of like a trilogy. Well, Dave, we love a good trilogy. Yeah, we do love a trilogy <laughs> or a quadrilogy or whatever with, <laughs> with no tree, no surrender. Well, you know what got me, though? One of the girls is talking, and I haven't got a clue who's here. They're just two, like, blonde, stunning models. And she goes, she says about the guy, she went, yeah, yeah, I had a bit of action with this guy. It was only four inches. And the girl, the other girl went, oh, that's not much much of a, a man or something. She went, yeah, from the floor. And, like, rubs her head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot like... about that bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to find now where where the other line was. He goes, "Hey, Colleen, you've got a great ass," and, he's, and she's like, "So do you, Pilgrim?" Oh, yeah. he literally, just fucking showed you a gun that he's going to murder this bloke that you've just been playing frisbee with. <laughs> she's like, "Nice ass." <laughs> there are some brilliant fucking lines. Another one, right when when the. Donna and this rowdy bloke. And I tell you what, it's a bit weird that these two guys just turn up about 20 minutes in. There's been no sign of them before, but then they become this major part of the movie. But they're like proper stark bollock naked, right? Proper going for it. Proper Friday night RTL stuff. And she's like, so tell me, what do you feel? And he goes, one man's dream is another man's lunch. <laughs> And she's like, you son of a bitch. And I'm, I'm scratching my head like, what the fuck does that mean? That is proper fucking Eric Cantona with his, <laughs> the, the seagulls come to the surface when the fish or whatever the fuck he said. Like, what, what does that mean? One man's dream is another man's lunch. I don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't get what about. I've got even better line. So the old fucking pervert fucking guy, he said it like, you, you, you practically rape me. And the guy... Yeah. Who dropped the line about, you know, um, I'll get your joint anytime or something. He goes over to him in one of the scenes about half hour or so into it. And he goes to him about the girls. He starts nudging, going, yeah, yeah. He goes, if you go down on that girl, you'll be kissing the back of my head. If you know what I mean. <laughs> and I'm going, I haven't got a fucking clue what you mean. And the blokes there, the old blokes even going, 
I don't know either. It's just like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean if you go does down that, on a girl? mean he's already there or something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like, you'd be kissing the back of my head. I was thinking, I've never heard that before. Fucking hell. It's amazing. Is... What a film. What a fucking film this is. Oh, dear me. But, um... I, I don't know. I don't know a lot more to say about it. What, what, oh, what no, I've got something. I've got something. I've got some. The bazooka. I've got, I've got, let me lay that up. Let me lay that up. So <laughs> we've had a bit of back and forth and we've had this situation where the two girls are in their apartment. And like you say, these two fucking hunky guys come from nowhere. 20 minutes in, they're sort of, they're like, like sort of action heroes, whatever the, one of them is American football or whatever they are. They're two big jock guys. And, the girls basically have these two people go into their apartment with ski masks on, right? A woman and a man. When they grab the one of the girls oh, who's putting yeah. the diamonds into the fr- freezer for some reason, I don't know why, she grabs her. Well, that's it. Her fucking boobs are out straight away, Dave. She's got her in a fucking headlock, but they're hanging right out. The other one's there in a proper provocative fucking negligee thing, fighting him. And they're going backwards and forwards. And what gets me... If when it comes to pass, the main protagonist, the baddie, is outside waiting for him. And, they, and they, there's a bit of backwards and forwards. They take the diamonds off and they run off. And we're coming back. And the two girls run after him. And all of a sudden, the one who's, who's the rather larger chested of the two, she just goes fucking full fucking Martin Riggs, pulls out a little gun, runs outside and goes, you bastards, shoots him in the cheek, right? But then it's the, they get off then in the car, the baddies, and they've got off with half the diamonds. So instead of the two girls going, because he already said before when they cut the phone wire, right, we need to get out of it. They start having these heart to heart, don't they, like China? And I'd be thinking, if someone's just fucking come in my apartment dressed in fucking a, a pair of fucking 15 denier tights on the red, so ready to kill me with a gun or whatever, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. And they just sat there, Dave, nonchalant, like it's nothing. That is, a, a again, some of the scenes are <laughs> fucking amazing in this. Those tights, though, don't protect your identity <laughs> no, whatsoever. No, no. The thinnest tights. Proper, like, 50p from Primark jobs. You could literally see the guy straight through. You'd have no problem picking him out in a lineup or anything. I just found that bit so ridiculous. But I'll tell you what else this made me nostalgic for, Chris. The um, the, the kind of crop top things. Yes. Well, <laughs> oh, yes. Where <laughs> they don't quite cover Everything you kind of get yeah. this underboob thing. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that fashion. <laughs> I remember it well, Dave. Watching <laughs> TV, seeing if anything would accidentally um, bounce within that range of them tops. But, but surely she's running around like Jason Bourne or James Bond or something. I mean, that is not a practical top, is it? No, no, is it for I mean, these superheroes? Unless she's trying to knock them out with a nipple or something, Dave. I don't know, but it's fucking random. But. The favourite bit of this whole movie is this random scene. So the two jock guys are driving a Jeep down the street, and what we get is the first shot of this is that, well, down the street, they don't like on the coastline, is a guy who's about 35 who was a woman earlier in the film and and all of a sudden just takes makeup off and he's a man dressed up, he's in disguise, he's been with all the girls and everything, but he's actually a guy, takes all his makeup off, He's riding a skateboard, doing a handstand, but some skill to do that, without doubt. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Yeah. He's snaking, 
He goes past the two guys on the road. They go past him. This Jeep's there behind him, which we've not seen in the context of where they've just passed. He goes, they're up there. And I'm thinking, well, they've just passed this guy because he's stationary. He yeah. gets in the back, the skateboard guy, and they go after him. And they're right next to him at one point. But then it shoots to the two guys in the Jeep. And they're just like chatting away, like not oblivious to there's a guy next to him with a fucking pump-action shotgun there. He, he, fires <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. he fires in the shotgun. The guy on the skateboard gets off, starts, he gets a blow up doll in his hand on the skateboard, starts snaking again with a pump action behind the butt, the fucking, uh, <laughs> the fucking, <laughs> the blow up doll shoots one of the guys in the chest. He's like, oh, yeah, goes, are you okay? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. As he goes past the other guy, goes, John Rambo, physics is out the window, pulls a bazooka from nowhere and shoots this guy in the air about 100 feet and blows yeah. him up. It's one of the best, the best fucking part of this movie. I actually was crying laughing. It was unfucking believable Dave, and I am here for that shit. It was amazing. I think this was the point. When, when I mean, he blows him up with a bazooka and he's, <laughs> he's just disintegrated, isn't he? And I was like, <laughs> I have no fucking idea what's going on here whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Why he was there with a fucking blow-up doll. It just, it's so fucking random. Did he have drugs in there or something? I, I don't know. I obviously missed something. but Or, or maybe I'm just trying to look for a plot where there isn't one. <laughs> oh, it's outstanding. Out-fucking-standing. And the girl who, who'd gone into their apartment with the, with the um, tights on, we just randomly get this sort of... American ninja style thing. She's fully oiled up. She, you can tell she does bodybuilding, but she's really, really mm. good looking woman. And we get a back shot of her doing this sort of stuff with a katana knife, I think it is. Yeah. And she, yeah. and it's just, it has no bearing on any part of the movie after it. It's just her doing a bit of training, the fucking G string and everything. It's fucking glorious day. Without I think it. she was obviously into her bodybuilding. She was yeah. proper built, wasn't she? But, yeah. you know, stunning as well. She'd have made like a good Bond baddie or something. I yes. Reckon. Yeah. We're liking James Bond, like where they, she gets them by putting them in a fucking leg lock or something, wrapping her legs around yeah. them and crushing them or something. A James Bond special. But Dave, this film is fucking outstanding. John Hammond is done us, but in the right way. I couldn't keep my eyes <laughs> off this movie. I fucking bet you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You just have to be thankful that you didn't see it when uh, when this was out in the late 80s, or else <laughs> you wouldn't be seeing much these days. <laughs> oh, Fuck me. It, it, is, it is outstanding, and, you know, it, it's... <sighs> I don't know what more to say about it. It's there's very little plot. It's just the plot is just there for uh, to make it to make to space out the nudity. I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all it's there for. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't find any real numbers on this, but I was reading up that it is a bit of a cult classic, and uh, you know, people like it for. Well, I can't fucking think what Chris. <laughs> Well, well, just, <laughs> the last thing I'll say on it, Dave, is the snake that's just, we keep getting this close-up of the snake. That when the house gets raided and they've got, like I say, the, the, the fucking tights are on, this snake gets, the girl gets sort of thrown over this box and all of a sudden the box breaks and the snake gets out. So we've, like you say, we've got this subplot of the snake just randomly killing people. The snake 
comes up the toilet and fucking explodes the toilet. The, the fucking porcelain toilet goes in half. The girl runs out, and that's how the main guy ends up getting killed because he gets bitten by this snake. But the snake, Dave, has been affected by toxins from like, cancer-infested rats. So it's made it, made it, I don't even, under, I can't even compute that at all, but it's made it go absolutely psycho, this snake. And it's just going around wantonly killing people. It's fucking brilliant. It's nothing to do with the movie. It's just there in the background. See, I think this is the special source. I think this elevates this movie from just being that kind of ridiculous, you know, crime drama with boobs yeah. Um, and, and it almost, it puts it in the same space as Ninja 3, the domination for me, because it's just, it's utter nonsense. This whole subplot with the fucking radioactive snake, <laughs> it like takes it from just that standard kind of crime drama, drug bust kind of thing, you know, smuggling diamonds and whatever, to just utter nonsense. Because when that snake pops through the, uh, through the toilet, and there's like lights going off. I don't know where the snake got its little light show from, but it it, it just is a, a fucking wanton killer, isn't it? And you're like, what has this got to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> like I say, it killed off those two people in a fairly vicious way uh, a little bit earlier, and it it just. It's such nonsense. You just have to go with it. I, I just, Chris, I, I'm looking down the IMDb reviews, and it's not only us, I don't think, that thinks like this. Just in whatever order it, the default is, I'm scrolling down here. So 8 out of 10, Andy Sedaris's masterwork. 10 out of 10, God bless this horrible movie. <laughs> 8 out of 10, a prime piece of vintage 80s late-night cable TV trash. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10 Hard Ticket Hawaii has become a family favourite now then now then I yeah. don't know about that fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, hell but um, you get the picture like there's, there's fucking 9s out of 10s 10 out of 10s here I mean there was one here 3 out of 10 uh, so bad it's funny uh, but they're in the minority there are lots and lots of people who love this movie so I think we've got another cult classic here. I agree. I agree. I'm not, I'm not, look, don't go into it, guys, when you're watching it with any expectations that you're going to come away going, what a performance. It doesn't matter. It fucking does not matter. This is an absolute classic movie for everything wrong in 2022. But as a 43-year-old man, Dave, <laughs> this is fucking glorious. This is absolutely just everything. And we haven't done a B-movie, me and you, for a long time, have we, really? We've sort of, we've, we've tried to stay away. Apart but, from the room. Well, yeah, well, that wasn't <laughs> our mean, pick. Like I mean, our pick. Yeah, yeah I mean, like oh, our pick yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, the room was amazing. But it, what I mean for me and you, but this has opened the floodgates, Dave. I am going deep, deep, as Axel Foley says in Beverly Hills Cop 2, Deep, deep undercover, my friend. I am going to pull one out <laughs> at a fucking bag. I fucking bet you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, at 46 minutes 32 in this movie, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the jacuzzi scene? <laughs> <laughs> Amongst others. <laughs> Fuck me, this is terrible. <laughs> what a film. What a fucking film. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, Chris, should we get into our final review? Let's go.
Right, Dave. John Hammond, my friend, you have pulled one out of the bag, my friend. What a great, great shit movie this is. <laughs> a teenage boy's wet dream. And even a middle-aged man's really because it was <laughs> glorious. <laughs> a fucking absolute majestic piece of fucking cinema that I will be watching Picasso's Trigger or whatever the fucking <laughs> sequel is. We're going to have to watch it. What a film. What a cast. No story. It doesn't matter. You've just got to watch it and seeing is believing. And I think it's up there with Samurai Cop and that, Dave. It's fucking so bad. It's good. So it's going to the top, Dave. <laughs> He's going straight to Cloud City all day long. It is amazing. I will watch this again on my own with the door, all of the fucking blinds shut, with the keys in the door, curtain shut, and I'll I'll even chance Dave a danger. (laughs) What a fucking movie! So, what about you, Dave? Oh, so I don't think. I'm not going to be quite as generous as, as you. I, I did enjoy it. I, I did. I, I mean, part of it was the surprise. We always say, don't we, we call back to like from dusk till dawn. But when you watch that for the first time, you have no idea what it is. The surprise kind of, you know, takes you out and, and then, you know, the film becomes better because of that. So it did make me chuckle when I figured out what it was and, and why it was picked. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's not one I'm going to go back to that often, to be honest. So I think probably a hill valley for me. It, it is ridiculous, but I, I don't know. It just didn't give me quite the joy that things like The Room and Samurai Cop did. Um, I guess I've only been through it the once, you know, and those, I, as soon as I finished it, you know, I ended up watching it again and again. I don't feel that desire to do that, but uh, I, I can appreciate, you know, why it's a cult classic and, and there are other people who, who it's going to grab a little bit more than me. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, Dave, next week is a different movie as well. This is picked by our good friend Maths. And it's uh, in a space, so shall we get into our trailer? Let's go. Tuck Pendleton wants to make history. Supermarket clerk Jack Putter needs a vacation. Jack, Sir, I'm Jack, sorry. you're late. That's not good. You know it's coupon day. Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized, placed into this needle, and then injected into oh, no. this rabbit. Oh, <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> Can tell you're gonna love it. <laughs> oh no! And Tuck's about to get a new destination <laughs> inside Jack Butter. You can tell oh, from can the training guy. No, Jack has got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. Like With a Tuck middle-aged Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> In his gut. <laughs> On his case. You're not going to back groceries all your life, are you, Jack? Oh, no. Is that Meg Ryan? Left it is. For Jack <laughs> to get out of danger. So that Tuck can get out of Jack. Oh, fuck you know. Martin Short. <laughs> Give yourself a shot of adventure. <laughs> oh, I'm hate space. <laughs> you are. Let's just get out of fucking space, eh? Let's just not... <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, I, I could have probably predicted. Now, I used to watch this quite a lot as a kid. I quite enjoyed it. I'm surprised. Have you not seen Martin Short in anything? Uh, Free Amigos. 
I remember him now. Coach, yeah, That's yeah. it, really. But, um, yeah, he looked like he was doing his best Michael J. Fox impression there, Dave, but as a 10 yeah. years older. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to hate every single bit of this. Movie. I've never even heard of it. Never heard of uh, it. I think you're going to hate it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I would say is, and actually, I think you might like the soundtrack. There are some absolutely belting tracks and uh, quite a lot of Sam Cooke. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, kind of soul, blues. I, I think you'll like the, the soundtrack to it. No, oh, that's not bad. Well, that might be a bit of a bargaining tool. I mean, I'm saying this, obviously, in the trailer, but sometimes if it, if it hits right, it's proper 80s, it might might be possible, babe. <laughs> Maths don't all that much hope, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So, if you want to support us, guys, like our amazing Patreons, Maths, and Mr. John Hammond, get over to patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. So, today's roll call of honour is Mr. John Hammond. Thank you very much for the choice, my friend. That's going to live in my memory for a long time. We have Blake, <laughs> Maths, <laughs> Jack's Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Kent... Dylan, Heath, Matt, Carl, Paul, Alec, and Timothy. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Uh, amazing. These movies are just unbelievable. Fucking brilliant. We've had The Room and Hard to Get to Hawaii, Dave. Fucking oh, amazing. I, I never would have watched either of these, and I love both of them for all the wrong reasons. But anyway, if you want to follow us on social media, at VHS Strikes Back, if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. So, Dave, I hope that you've been on IMDb, my friend, and we have got some amazing quotes for this. What are you going to take us out with today? Well, Chris, there are so many great lines in this. I mean, it, it could have literally come out of a Shakespearean play, this one. Mm-mm. Look at you two. Every shot a postcard. I'm going to give you the best seat in the house. Oh, and where's that? You can sit right here on my face. Why? Is your nose bigger than your dick? That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on. Wax off. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid guy. Yeah, maybe you're crazy. I ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I see you in the car.